0: Hello, welcome to the podcast. Uh, the the news has been pretty dire over the last twenty four hours. I spent most of my time uh, watching the birds feeding at the bird feeder in my little garden, and uh, the great the, the great tits, man, they they're very feisty. They're sort of getting quite protective of the. Uh, uh, you get all all the tits uh, coming to my garden, uh, but the 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 great. Tits, it's all like, what, what what kind of tit are you? Blue tit. Not great. What about you? What kind of tit are you? Not great, mate. Great tit. Back off. Anyway, uh, I'm sure they will learn to get along, as will we. Not today, thank you, with Jake Yab. Of course, as the fires continue to burn inside the Arctic Circle, uh, we continue to rearrange the deck chairs uh, with Brexit. And uh, I, I just don't care anymore. I don't know about you, do not care uh, trump's come over for a nato summit celebrating 70 years of uh, not blowing each other to bits and uh everyone's well johnson is is very nervous of of meeting with him or being seen publicly with him it, uh, it's not a it's not a good arctic uh given the whole kind of nhs set off a furore and so uh i'm just wondering how it will all play out and here's my sketch to illustrate that thank you Please, please, please. Please, please. Thank you. Finally,
1: we're in the same room. <laughs> it's been a very busy time. <laughs> it's like then. you're avoiding me. <laughs> of course not. Just a long way to Watford, and it, it does think... forward. Is that a magazine about cars? Uh. Be good. <laughs> uh, Watford is of course one of the finest towns in Britain, noted for its gap. Every time I speak, I sound like I'm on. Just a minute. <laughs> we're absolutely fine. Thank you for not mentioning the NHS. I am having a very agreeable time. But you know that you know who made me a little promise. And we do, of course, welcome our American overlords. Yes, but that wasn't his promise, was it? That's not how it works, you whiny little bitch. It's great to be here. Uh, and we're glad to have you. I think you've got your loud bits and quiet bits mixed up. Well, I? I wouldn't be the first Yankee you've got your bits mixed up with. She was barely a six. You look forward to working with the British
0: government as soon as this election is over. Uh,
1: OK, OK, th- 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 thanks very much, everyone. Uh, there's a squash the... Sometimes
0: you just want a comforting voice like Susan Ray. It's not a very good Susan Ray, but we'll give it a go. Uh, a go. A go. There we go. Uh, it's time now on BBC Radio 4 for a new series, Will Self Walks a Mile, in which Will Self... Walks a mile in someone else's shoes and talks about them with long fancy words. I find myself today walking a
1: mile in some butcher's boots. Stout footwear, rendering its occupier more somnambulant than ambulant, flecked with sawdust, blood, and brain. And today I'm walking through Brixton because I'm so street and groovy. Unversed as many a butcher may be in spatulomancy, and no, I'm not going to give you the definition. My prose filled with haypax, legomena, and what is the point? Literally, no one knows what I'm banging on about. It's the radio equivalent of a word a day email that only loads the subject line. My shoes, not my shoes, but mine for this mile, ring out on the streets of Brixton, past boutique vegan bakeries that once belched out the honest, bloodied aroma of a butcher's hello
0: hello how are you today
1: can I have cake which cake would you like yellow cake not so bloody clever without my computer in front of me am I There is an obelisk against this entire piece, a piece so festooned with verbal frippery as to mask any shred of emotion or authenticity, etc. Anyway, reluctantly I relinquish my butcher's boots at the end of a mile in which I have learned what it is to... Can you fill out the rest of the sound effects and stuff? Cheers.
0: Yes, yeah, so don't worry about it, Will. Uh, that's available on BBC Sounds, I expect. Hashtag you're the expert. He asked you yesterday, uh, what a warning that you should have heeded but didn't, following the news that Boris Johnson was personally warned uh, about the problems of not de-radicalising uh, prisoners. Uh, but we also sort of ended up on some tangents. We asked for your rubbish dreams, kind of banal dreams. And we also asked, have you uh, been ripped off by Kate Bush? And uh, your stuff came in thick and fast. That's a rather bad thing to say. Harry, uh, Harry Hardy uh, on Twitter said uh, he had a dream the other day. He said, I had a dream I was on a bus on the way to an airport to catch a flight to Jersey. I was really looking forward to going. But then I woke up before I'd even got to the airport. So in the end, I had only just dreamt of a bus journey. And then he does that "Mm -hmm," emoji. "Mm -hmm." Eyes closed. "Mm -hmm," That one. And uh, we had some problems with Kate Bush's uh, Darren on Twitter. Darren Lethally said, uh, mine refuses to tackle the incline in my village, telling me that it doesn't go running up that hill thank you very much indeed for that now i'm going to go through the emails you can email not today at swanburst.com and uh, james has been in touch saying uh, my Kate bush has been in the workshop for over six months what it was meant to be an overnight for a broken hip replacement but it became infected and apparently they're still working on it been calling the garage every day and their level of communication is shocking I'm starting to sound like uh, Dominic Littlewood. And I said it was shocking. After all this time, you'd think they would have lent me a courtesy Kate Bush. I think that's the least they could have done. Uh, but no, not a chance. Apparently, I'm not covered and I've had to rent at a considerable cost to me an inferior Enya. Oh, man. I regret getting the Bush in the first place and would suggest your listeners think twice before investing. As James, a.k.a. disgruntled of Tugby. I'm so sorry to hear about that. Please do let me know about any problems you've had with uh, your Kate Bush. I had uh, the seal went on our Kate Bush. Uh, we had to get a guy around. We were terrified we are going to have to get a whole new one. In the end, he just fixed the seal and uh, it's fine now. Uh, washing all the clothes and uh, getting the job done. A banal dream from Matt who says, Felicita's salutations, Jake. Well, right back at you. Why, well, you will self. Uh, as a great man once said, I have a dream. One that recurs, in fact, with alarming regularity, and it is this. By the way, I'm not, I am not—I haven't read these ahead. I'm going on this journey with you, so we'll, we'll see what happens. Uh, Matt says, I open the door in this dream, and who is there with a massive cheesy grin on his face, but none other than Nick Knowles? Yes! Oh, that would be my dream dream. Nolsey, for it is he, claps me on my engowned shoulder. Is that a word? Listen, you're, you're Will Self, you can say whatever you like. And informs me that he and his DIY SOS team are here to help me manage my psychotic episodes. What? say I to old Nick. Psychotic episodes? From behind his back, he pulls forth a hitherto unseen acoustic guitar with a rainbow strap. This is the hottest dream I've ever heard. I believe it's an encore rather than a quality brand. Uh, He then launches into the classic Bette Midler, Did You Ever Know That You're My Hero? (laughs) I can hear that. And performs what can only be described as a mediocre dance routine at the same time. Oh, I want to get in your dream. I become enraged and hurl myself at his manly six foot plus frame and tackle him to the ground. Those psychotic episodes, he cries, and proceeds to restrain me while a psychiatrist, who looks rather disturbingly like Christopher Chope MP, Oh, now the dream's gone bad. Injects me with chlorop- chlorpromazine in my right buttock. The indignity of it. Then I awaken fresh as a daisy. I cannot claim that any of the above is true, but then I did say it was a dream. Dream Anyway, I, anywho, mustache, dash. Uh, Tholby. Uh, th- th- wow, that was, um. I love that. I wish that was, If I don't mind if it's not true. Uh, he goes on to say, you must understand that my wife and children are very tolerant people, aren't they all? Aren't they all, mate? Uh, Laura's been in touch uh, with Rubbish Dreams, saying, Oh, hello there. I don't have any stories of unheeded warnings, because I always do as I'm told, but I have two dreams for your consideration, one I found genuinely terrifying and one painfully mundane. I begin with the mundane. I once went to sleep thinking that I should have taken the washing off the clothes horse and folded it and put it away before bed. Ah, When I woke up the following morning, I was completely baffled as to why the washing was still hanging on the clothes horse, as I had had a long, detailed dream of folding each individual item of laundry and putting it away. I then got up and folded each individual item of laundry again and put it away again. My life is a rollercoaster of excitement and housework. I'm familiar. Uh, and then the genuinely terrifying dream. When I was about seven years old, I had a screaming and crying-inducing dream. I'm, I'm terrified. Uh, which was just several spinning versions of Buster Merrifield's face. <laughs> it was all in black and white. I can still vividly remember it. And it still makes me feel a bit sick. Also, I don't have any, any anecdotes of poor service from Kate Bush. I've always found her to be very efficient. But it may or may not amuse you to know that when I was a child, I did think Kate Bush and Kate Moss were the same person. Some kind of homogenous Kate shrub. (laughs) That's very good. Thanks so much for these. These are great. Don't forget, not today at swanburst.com. If you've got a defective Kate Bush uh, or, you know, you've received bad service from a Kate Bush, uh, do let us know. And I do still want your mundane dreams. I I think these are wonderful. Hedy. Uh says, Dear Jake, if you think there's too much content from me, I'm happy to go by the nom 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 de plume of Dr. Johannes Mischke. Uh, no, I don't think there's too much content. Uh, Dr. Johannes Mishka being the name I used to escape Yugoslavia in 1991. Sounds a bit tense, doesn't it? I used it to escape Holland in 2012 too, but it didn't cost me 20 quid that time and they didn't shoot at me. I have no idea what, what any of this email is about. Uh, there's a story about playing Dungeons and Dragons. And Hedy says, everything below is true. I just wish it wasn't. We nearly died. The foam dragon was severely damaged by someone shoving fireworks up its nose for a breath effect. The woman who owned the dragon from a theatre in Lancaster was the strange lady on the adventure game, Charmian Gradwell, who should get more fan mail than she does. I just can't afford all the stamps. Oh, the adventure game was absolutely one of the best shows ever made on TV. Uh, I don't know if you remember, it was kind of... I think late 70s, early 80s and it was a kind of game show but you were on another planet or a spaceship or something and there was an uncle Uh, I can't remember, he was an Aspidistra and he went and and there was a guy who spoke backwards and yeah, Charmian Gradwell I'm guessing was the woman she had long hair and she was kind of she was quite nice she would kind of help escort contestants round It was all very trippy, it wouldn't get commissioned now, but it was brilliant. Anyway, here's the story, I think, about Dungeons & Dragons. The Dungeon Master, a podgy guy doing sociology called Dave, warned us, do not go to Undead Island. Which in Dungeons & Dragons speak means, go to Undead Island. Two hours later, there were six heavily weaponized dark elves rowing frantically on Lake Derwent Water, the lake district, towards said island. Oh wow, they were like enacting it in real life. Two of the elves were smoking what I learnt were magic cigarettes and giggling in a manner I considered disappointing and not authentically chaotic evil. When I say weapons, by the way, I mean real, metal, pointy things. People do it with rubber these days. It's not natural. But then again, I am a Catholic and the Pope does not smoke dope. The elves did. Two days previously you find me... Oh, this is like Lost. Flashback Island. Two days previously... <sighs> you find me on the university minibus travelling up north to the Lake District. After filling the vehicle with various swords, shields, spears and beers, and having tied tied the giant foam dragon from the local theatre to the roof rack, (laughs) there was hardly space left for us 22 students. As it turned out, some of them were female and I had to sit close to one. Imagine. For the win, I thought. 25 years before that expression existed. Back to the action. Disembarking on undead island the dungeon master awaited us but I shot him with a safety arrow before he could offer any further caveats and he fell in the lake. (laughs) He tried to dry his clothes on the camp bonfire later but most of them fell into the greedy flames. Unfortunately we'd miscalculated and it turned out we were on difficult to kill heroes island and we were slowly decimated. My last action was to poke a sorceress in her Nikon camera with my last arrow. As a result, there's no photographic proof of the Lancaster University Dark Ages Society ever spending a weekend wandering in freezing weather around Ferndale Moor, armed to the teeth looking for the crown of Mithros in the worst storms of 1988 and eventually being rescued by Boy Scouts armed with Bovril. (laughs) I should have heeded the warning. The sorceress took a fancy to me and I spent a miserable year poking her in another place, ironically named Morecambe. Yes, I just want to add that wielding offensive weaponry, smoking drug sticks and overloading a minibus with a large foam dragon might have been okay in 1988. But so was mild homophobia and George W. Bush. Don't do it, kids. Uh, well said, Hedy. Thank you uh, very much for that contribution. I understood about a tenth of it, but what I understood I loved. Um, so thank you. Th- these are great. And, uh, yeah, keep going with your mundane dreams and uh, your defective Kate Bushes. And, having seen an article in the Metro today uh, saying that uh, Mr. Clever, uh, out of, off of the Mr. Men books, should be rebranded uh, Mr. Mansplain. Uh, can you think of any modern Mr. Men's and, oh, I can't even say it, little Misses, Woof, uh, that we should invoke? Uh, and maybe, uh, maybe I'll do the best one, my best Arthur Low voice tomorrow. Uh, everyone does one of those don't they anyway um that's it it's not today at swanburst.com if you'd like to email and i'd love it if you did and you can tweet it's at nottodaypod up the twitters that's it from me i'm just going to shut up now uh, if you could subscribe if you haven't if you could share if if you haven't uh, it would be really great if if you specifically you could recruit one more person to listen to this podcast and if everyone did that then, then, then life would be um, well. It'd be much the same as it is now, but I'd be pathetically grateful. Okay, see you tomorrow. Bye. This has been a Swanburst Media production. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare insurance plans.